my goodness. Hello, stranger. Holy cow. Is it? Is it live and in person? I haven't seen you in I don't even know how long. Um, I feel like it's been a month. <laughs> it probably has. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Hi guys, welcome back. <laughs> um so quite the hiatus that we didn't intend. Um so let's see, let's recount what happened. Well, <laughs> I was going on a work trip that turned out to be way more intense than I anticipated, but it's all good. Um, and but at that very same time, you were having heart surgery. Yeah. So why why don't we talk about a heart surgery? You look like you've lost like 15 pounds too. By I, I have I, I didn't weigh myself today, but I lost nine pounds in three days. Okay, well, we're, we're not there yet. We're still in your heart surgery. Oh, right. On that. And then the rapid weight loss. <laughs> I'm looking at me and I'm like, oh my gosh, you look awful. <laughs> you don't look so awful. Sick. Oh my God. Okay, heart so, surgery. Well, it, it, was, it was a minor procedure, I guess you could say. I, I went to Hopkins and I was Minor, born... just getting an electrical device implanted in your right. heart. <laughs> oh um, I, I was born with a heart condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and as you get older, the disease kind of progresses. And so my doctors fa- found... Can you, can you inform the listeners what that means just briefly? So, yeah. So basically, if you've ever heard a lot of the athletes that, not to scare anyone, but that drop dead um, out of nowhere, a lot of them have this condition. Um, and it's where my left ventricle is enlarged. So um, basically, it just kind of gets more enlarged and signals are harder to pass through as you get older so i had an mri done a few years ago and uh two couple years ago and then my doctors were like well it's time to get a defibrillator in case anything happens so i had a defibrillator installed installed like it's like some sort of software which it kind of is actually with a robot now um, and I'm one of, I think the, the technology I have is like 10 years old. And I think there's like only a hundred thousand people in the world that have it. So it's a subcutaneous device. It's on my left side. It's not like actually in my heart. So it's, so what happens with your, when your heart, like without being defibrillated and all this stuff, like your ER visits and stuff like left open left ventricle means what, like your heart goes faster, faster, so faster, faster, it, like what happens? Yeah, it depends. Like, well, I had AFib recently, and that could be a sign of it as well. Um, but everybody's different. So there's no like one size fits all for the condition. Um, but theoretically, the risk is that my heart could just go into really, really fast rate and then stop and go into cardiac arrest. Um, because the signals aren't going from one basic, basically, they're not going from one part of the heart to the other. They're getting okay, kind okay. of misfiring and um so okay so also blood this, flow got, gets changed yeah so everyone is different but you got this this thing in plan. just i just wanted to make sure we had a base going forward establishing right. the foundation as it were can you tell <laughs> i've been in court for like two weeks <laughs> right right and i'm like my brain isn't functioning correctly right now and i'm so just like thinking. automatically going into like can you explain to the court what it means to have deep heartural fibrillation thing <laughs> i'm like i haven't eaten in five days <laughs> like, we, we haven't even gotten to the shitting yourself part like we're Right. the heart surgery you had a oh, you had God. this device implanted yeah to help your signals of your heart right so it doesn't help the signals it literally 
and so this it's on my side the leads go in my sternum near my heart so it's it's not invasive um and the reason why i got that one instead of like a regular defibrillator that goes near your heart is because that goes into your veins and your vessel your blood vessels and that over time can deteriorate and cause complications infections and i'm just young so i wanted to save my vessels for when i'm older so this device uh, goes near my heart. So it gets on my side and then the leads go near my heart um, and they put you under, um, they test it. So they make your heart go into VTAC. I don't know how they do that. Um, so your heart's all crazy. And then they use the device to shock you. Well, they tried it on me. It didn't work. So they had a cardiovert me on, in surgery, which means externally they had to defibrillate me. Then they had to cut me back open, move some stuff around and do the same thing again. So I was shocked twice under. This sounds horrifying. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember it. And um, <laughs> yeah. I well, okay. Let me back up a little bit. And so, so again, you know, courtroom presentation here. Let me back up. In your lat, like you said, you went into AFib recently, and I remember we had a we were recording around that after that or whatever, and we talked about it briefly because you had to go to the ER. They put you under with like propofol or something and they shock you back and you come back. And the reason why I remember have distinctly having this episode was because um, I had just was watching the the live version of Smartless, the podcast, and Sean Hayes has the same thing. And he was on the episode I had just watched that day was exactly talking about <laughs> the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to go to Cedar sinai and get propofol and shock back. And I'm like, oh, my God, let's yeah. get the hospital getting that done right now. Yep. So I remember that that incident. And so mm-hmm. now now moving forward. So now you have this thing that's supposed to do that for you. Like, it, no, so if I, it's so weird. It's so strange. Um, If I go into AFib, it probably it won't shock me. Um, it's only going to be if they like certain hearts. I don't know the science behind it, to be honest, like the exact science. But I was told um, if I go into AFib, it probably won't shock me that I'll still have to go to the hospital. Um, but it's more just like cardiac arrest. And if my heart rate now, oh, see, here's the thing, too. The doctors prescribe or they they are able to um, set the what do you call it? The settings on it. Mm-hmm. So my um cardiologist well he's an electrophysicist what i don't even know what you want to call it <laughs> whatever the heart the the heart Fancy heart doctor guys. they're really and he's hot too anyways um <laughs> he programs it so he set it to my heart rate it'll shock me if my heart rate gets up to 220 okay so it's like a sensitivity setting he can dial mm-hmm. her down yes okay. so he can control the settings but the problem was with this device 10 years ago i was talking it's a boston scientific is the brand yeah yeah the company and um, i was talking to the representative because when you go in for surgery you meet with him the representative and he tests it before you even go under the knife he like hooks you up to some leads and make sure your body can register the signals i guess Mm -hmm. so he does that and i was asked he's like do you have any questions i was like well i'm in this facebook support group and i'm really scared of inappropriate shocks what's the you know i've done my own research but what can you tell me about the shock rate he said when they first came out with the device and the FDA approved it, I think the inappropriate shock rate was like a 6%. Um, and now it's down it just to a sounds 2%. sounds like very innocuous, almost <laughs> appropriate, you know. Right. So now it's inappropriate down to a... shocking in the courtroom. Like, right. Well, but like, it's like shocking your heart when you don't need it to be shocked. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, God. Okay. That's and now it's down to a 2% <laughs> inappropriate shock rate. And so that's a little terrifying, but. 
Um, my condition isn't advanced enough to where I think it'll, I'll need it, but it's there just in case. I, I mean, it wasn't something I had to do. Uh-huh. It was advised by, by my team of doctors that if it were them, they would get it, but I'm borderline on needing it. But I have a daughter. I'm a single right. mom. I can't just, you know, I've got to take all precautions. And so um that's why yeah, i did it. i remember talking to you about this when you made the decision to when you were making the decision to do it and you're like if it was just me i don't know that i would do it but because i wait Kaya, like i need to be around for her so i'll take the precaution i just thought that was like especially i mean you're you're a you're a medical provider of your own in your own right you mm-hmm. know and and um yeah you know just just interest it was just an interesting perspective on it for me yeah, definitely. But I wasn't expecting in recovery. I thought that my side would hurt. I mean, the defibrillator is huge. It's the size of a hockey puck, pretty much. Um, I was expecting my left side to hurt, but really my ch- chest hurt a lot. That was where the pain was. Oh. But now I'm doing great. And I think that getting How many days sick post-op are you now? How long have you had it? In? I am 14. Today is 14 days post-op okay. and I feel great. I can wear regular bras. There are some people in my group that have it in different locations, which is really strange. Some of it are like right under the armpit. I have a little bit lower and more posterior. Um, so more towards my back. But um, I advised my doctor before I, my concerns going into it, I said, you know, I have a large chest. So I'm really worried about, um, my bras and that, you know, rubbing against my bras and and things like that. So I'm going to follow up with him and ask him why he chose the location. I also said I wanted a breast reduction. So I think that he's I was going to say, is this, a, is this an opportunity? Can you parlay this with your insurance or whatever to, to try to do a, a medical need breast reduction? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I can still do all of that, but he put it in the perfect spot. The scars, the scar is pretty small all things considered. And, um, I'm doing great with that. So okay. no inappropriate shocks yet. It's going to be the greatest line ever. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Lexi, you've been inappropriately shocked today. Yeah. Right. So, Crazy. so this is all happening. I'm out of town doing my thing. You're, You're doing a big time like, lawyer, big time yeah, lawyer, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're so we're doing those things that just happened to be right at the exact same time i came back into town you were you know recovered from surgery you're like i have nothing to do but watch tv like i can't do a lot of stuff and then so we're like okay let's go record yeah and like like half an hour before you record we were recording you're like i can't stop shooting myself so no you yeah you got back on saturday sunday we were both you know getting back to our lives right trying to reset ourselves yeah right and we were planning we were going to watch sister rise we were planning on recording the next couple days i wake up monday morning at 6 30 in the morning pooping like really diarrhea like like crazy pooping and i was like oh i must have just eaten something because i felt fine monday morning right i was fine except for the pooping i went to work i just figured i ate something bad i wasn't sitting right but then it just didn't stop and then it just got worse so i left work monday and i obviously called out of work i canceled my patients i my office manager dropped off a modium i couldn't leave the house tuesday and that went on <laughs> until not leave the bathroom no i now that's I, why we couldn't record monday was like <laughs> you're like i can't even be away from the bathroom no i'm like we can't record in between you like while you're sitting on the toilet literally no and not to be graphic <laughs> but i i need people to know that like take care of yourselves and you know it was just 
if you've ever had a colonoscopy, and I know a lot of people listening to this probably have, I have, I've had one colonoscopy in my life. I've had several. Okay. So, you know, when you drink that prep, right. And you Mm got to be close to the bathroom when you drink the prep, because you have no control sometimes. Like, I mean, I remember, you know, like literally running to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So that was exactly like the colonoscopy prep, except for rather than being what, 12 hours. I can't remember how long it is before you do it anyways yeah um, different protocols whatever yeah, yeah yeah different protocols let's say less than a day for you prepping for that for sure um mine lasted four days well three and a half days so I almost went to the ER because I had lost so much fluids and dehydration is the one of the biggest concerns in my heart condition um well, I and think that's, so... I mean I was gonna say I think dehydration is the big concern with any of this right but mm-hmm. particularly in your situation also at the time you were like 10 days out from heart surgery, like right. your body is just completely not at a place, optimal place to fight anything. Right. And I'm wondering if that, if my immune system was just weaker, cause Kaya never got it. Nobody around me had it. So I'm assuming that I just was in a weird, you know, just a, a you know, lowered immune system. I don't know, yeah. but, um, I had to be near the bathroom every 15 to 30 minutes on Tuesday. I was going and modium slowed it down to like every hour for a little while um but it was it it was just like the worst and grossest thing i think i've had in a, years i don't remember ever being that sick and um so i'm still recovering today it's been 24 hours since i've uh, had that happen a little over tw- <laughs> well no yeah 24 hours um so i'm just trying to catch up on my hydration and slowly start eating foods again mm-hmm. so i apologize my brain is not where it was it's a little bit <laughs> i'm a little <laughs> depleted and like i said i lost at least as of yesterday i lost 9 pounds in 3 days your face your face just looks like whoo i mean that's all i'm seeing mm-hmm. right now obviously mm-hmm. i mean i'll see you later this week for acupuncture but right so the, the whole thing about this, I think, is, is fascinating because, you know, I always, we always talk, I at least always talk about your sort of your empathics ability, your empathic ability with your patients, right? Mm-hmm. Like you feel like some of the same pains and things like that. Now, before I went on this work stuff, I mean, I was seeing you regularly. I had my herbs, everything. I I have been pooping like a normal person. Yeah. Right? Like I, I like, so my issue you know, we've talked about this somewhat is that because of my MS and some variety of other factors, I don't poop generally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, it, it, I go once like every two weeks and that's with like help of stuff. And, I, and I'm being followed by, I have gastroenterologist team. I have a whole thing. It's, it's everybody is like, Oh, have you tried Taco Bell? Yeah. Yes. Have you tried Taco Bell? <laughs> Trust me. I'm okay. <laughs> I've had my most recent colonoscopy was in the last year because of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that memory is fresh. So, I, so that's part one of my issues. And when I started seeing you on a regular basis, it, that went, uh, went with everything else, all my other, whatever symptoms and how you your Eastern medicine stuff works. Right. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. And so the things that you're treating me for, um, you know, help me overall. Right. Well, I didn't, I I mean, I haven't seen you. I haven't gotten treated in like, you know, a month practically. And because my travel schedule and everything else has been so weird, I haven't been taking my herbs regularly and everything. Mm -hmm. So basically I've stopped pooping. So, mm, so mm-hmm. before all, you know, when I was seeing you regularly and I'm here and just normal, normal life, 
you had me pooping like a regular person, but then mm-hmm. all this travel and everything else and all and of stress. The I mean, you've been under a lot of stress. Well, yeah. I mean, busy. Yeah. It's been, it's been nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's not over. So I'm, I am doing more. There's more, more travel coming up, but it's not it, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but, but like, yeah, so I sort of stopped pooping and mm-hmm. now, and then during that same time, you have gone completely the other way. And right. And I didn't even give myself Chinese herbs because I was like the first day I was like, oh, this is just a fluke. Right. And then I'm like, okay, no, norovirus, maybe two days tops. No. And then it just kept going on. I'm like, by the time I get my herbs in on Thanksgiving, like the holiday, I'm like, it's not going to come in. I'm going to be done by the time I can get a hold of anything. But, um, <laughs> oh my God. I just, I, I'm, 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 I'm just not trying to get into too much detail, but holy yeah. crap. So it's been, I mean, to be so bad where, it, I mean, and then the only, and the reason we're talking about it is because, you know, it is, like you said, it's important to take care of yourselves. This time of year, you're a single working mom right and you work like three jobs Mm -hmm. and you have a dog and you have a two-year-old and you know all of this stuff and or she almost three now yeah christ almighty she's almost three yep crazy um yeah my kid's about to turn 20 Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah like next week like in two weeks from now (laughs) um yeah and so oh and he's been here so that's been fun thanksgiving yeah all the thanksgiving stuff has been happening too um so um anyway uh i don't remember what i was gonna say oh take care of yourselves people like single moms this time of year especially the stress and everything like everything will get itself worked out you guys right there's no turkey if there's no tofurkey whatever if there's no green bean casserole if there's not for whatever holidays or celebrations you have planned take care of yourself because if you turn into what happened with Lexi between your heart and you know that you're doing so that you could take care of your daughter and then I mean not that it was your fault for getting whatever the importance of taking care of yourselves you guys and leaning on your friends and your support systems and it's been incredibly important for me um as well so definitely um, but you know who doesn't have a support system who Cody (laughs) his support system's leaving him um we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and we're gonna get into catching up on all the sister wives stuff uh we'll be right back all right and we're back so today is the day after Thanksgiving um some of us are fat and happy um others are not (laughs) (laughs) others are starving and deprived i actually didn't go to my thanksgiving because i didn't want to you know i'm pretty sure it was norovirus based on what my doctor said and i didn't want to infect anyone even though i was symptom free as of yesterday at like 10 in the morning Mm -hmm. i just felt that it was best to not go and potentially you know spread it so i hope you had a good Um, I did. We, um, so yeah, I got back into town over the weekend and then, um, on Saturday and then on Sunday, my mother-in-law flew in from North Carolina and, um, Sunday also my kid and his girlfriend came and back up from college. So they're here. Um, and, um, and of course my stepdaughter's here too. So we had all that all here, the gang's all here. And then, um, we went over to my son's girlfriend's family like we did a joint thanksgiving with their side which we've done joint you know holidays together because we're basically you know we're basically family right so um 
we did all that yesterday and then um we're watching squid game the, the squid games on netflix the reality version reality tv for like show version and um that's been funny and then um we took mother-in-law to the airport this morning so um and the kids are here through the weekend so that'll be good nice but, how was squid games by the way the reality one i've been wanting to see it you, i didn't know you watch it came the out. original squid game oh right? yeah okay oh, yeah. it's it's we we enjoy it we really like it we would i mean it was we 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 got through like three episodes last night because it's it's like you want to see what happens next obviously mm-hmm. you don't kill actually kill people but um i think it's well done um and so it's like the last man standing man or woman stand, is that be, how yeah it's all the like same just, okay all the same things except instead of actually killing you they just like eliminate you but um, that's cool some other twists and stuff it's just it's interesting it's good it's good I think for reality TV show, competition show, and trust me, we've watched all of them. It's well done. It's well mm-hmm. done. So um, I would say watch it. I mean, after you're done watching Sister Wives, because we're going to re- so so the la- we had to check and see where we we're at with the episodes. So today's episode, this episode is going to be episodes 11 and 12. The next episode is going to be episode 13 and 14. And then that will catch us up to right before where we're at with the tell all. And we're going to get all those out to you today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so without further ado, where were we? Let's catch up of where we we were last left, where Cody and the Browns last, last left us. Yes. Yeah, so we are on episode 11, season 18, airing the dirty laundry. Previously, Cody and Janelle eat at their the infamous, well, infamous, famous Mexican restaurant. And Janelle tells him she wants to stay separated. And then we see her saying there's no communication between them and he's not actively trying to fix the marriage. Uh, and then we see Janelle and Christine sit down talking and Janelle tells Christine she would consider plural marriage again, to which Christine looked very surprised. Mm-hmm. That was kind of where we left off from the previous episode. And bringing it on into this episode. So wait, episode 11, what's the name of this episode again? Airing the Dirty Laundry. Okay, so this is Airing the Dirty Laundry. So we're remember this, just, you know, going where we're at in chronological order here. Yes. All right. So Christine said that it would be so easy for Cody to fix his relationship with Janelle, but it would be harder for him to fix the relationship with the kids and that Janelle's situation is harder than hers. And that's just Christine being interviewed, which I agree. We kind of talked about that in the past. Why? Because Christine said she was used to being alone and that he didn't spend as much time with her and her children. So they were kind of used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sad. like because they had different kind of relationships, you know, Janelle always being a little bit more independent and stuff. And her, I think she describes it in one of these episodes as friends with benefits, which right. is so funny coming from Janelle because she doesn't ever talk in those kinds of terminologies. And so, but that's like, have you noticed like a, yeah, have you noticed like a change in Janelle? Like she's become oh, yeah. a lot more, I don't want to say relaxed, but a lot more open, I guess. Yes. Yes. You know? the the uh, the divorce diet like when you start realizing you're like oh i'm better than this oh i could do this i can do that oh highly recommend hi oh okay oh i can mm-hmm. do this <laughs> for the longest time she was so closed off and not wanting to talk about certain private issues and i feel like now I mean, she's, she's still not going to talk about boning 
Cody, but <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk about it either. Oh, right. <laughs> but, oh God. Um, you know, yeah. Her saying friends with benefits was like, I think as close as she came to saying sex. I was like, Oh, that's a little forward for Janelle. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> uh, well, then we see McKelty and Tony there with Christine and Isabel and they reveal that McKelty is pregnant. Um, they also reveal for the first time to Christine that McKelty is having twins or yep. McKelty and Tony are having twins um, as she shows her the sonogram. And so Christine's so excited. And she says she already loves them. Yes. Um, she just lives yeah. with grandbabies at that time. So they all wanted to be grandmas to numerous children. So right. Twins. Yay. All right. Well, the doctor is so McKelty's talking about her pregnancy and how she's always hungry and she's feeding three humans. And Christine jokes saying she's going to be huge with twins. Uh, the doctor wanted to get it. They talk about the actual appointment that I guess Tony wasn't at because she said the doctor wanted to get a second opinion. On the um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she came home and told Tony they're two blobs and he didn't really get that. Didn't understand. Wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And so the, is this when they are they talking here about the, um, oh, you know, you you. Uh, um not supposed to get pregnant while you're breastfeeding which yeah. you guys you guys i don't know why this old wives tale still persists you can the get doctor pregnant. said that you can it's it, it how it's, crazy is that though that's that the, not true though i know it's right not true um so they're gonna end up with three kids under three what is it when you're irish twins is that when you're under a irish year like twins you're back to back are, are under a year apart right or something like that yeah no anyways they're born within the same 12 months that just goes to show that if your milk's in that doesn't matter yeah <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. <laughs> yeah and so then cody goes on to say in his interview we don't really have twins that i know of in my family history and that's probably tony's side of the family come to find out later on which i'll talk about christine talks about what that there actually are twins in both sides of their families yeah. but cody's just dumb and can't even remember that he has twin nieces so there's that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh cody 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 uh, well christine does go on to say that she thinks that they're going to be great with twins and talks about how when gwen was little and uh janella had gabe and she had gwen and they were four days apart and as we know christine watched the kids while janelle worked so christine said she basically raised twins i mean she had two babies within four days apart and she said she'll they'll figure it out and they'll be fine and this is so true because parents just figure it out you like you, you do just, just figure it out guess what <laughs> you know right People are like, um, how did you have a C-section as a single mom? I'm like, you just figure it out. Like, right? You, you just know? have to. Like, you just... Same, same. I mean, I wasn't a single mom, but... Uh, oh, but... Baby, daddy, baby daddy was... Uh, um, deployed. Yeah, that. So so I was, yeah, I was at my mom's, the hospital my mom worked at, which if your mom's a nurse, y'all know what kind of control, crazy control <laughs> freaks they are. Imagine their little baby girl is in the hospital and my mom's like going down the hall, like getting the, getting the sheets and changing the, like she's doing all the things, you know? Oh and, yeah. Oh mom. Anyway. Aww. Well, then we see Mary at the B&B. 
Oh, Mary. Okay. I don't even want to. Can we just like skip Mary's parts? I'm just kidding. Okay. So she said that it was her and Cody's 32nd anniversary. And that in the past few years when they've gone out for their anniversary, but they felt like it was like obligatory. So yeah, they um, dragged this, this, this confessional she does here, this like red maroon shirt, whatever confessional. They dragged this thing out for like all four episodes that we're about to cover. Like <laughs> this thing is mm-hmm. insane. Yep. And, and, and uh, it's this confessional that I was trying to mimic when I was trying to do my angry Mary faces that I sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like they keep bringing it back to, they ask her the same questions and she's answering it differently because in the next episode too, they go back to it, but it's a different wordage. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I get we were doing production, but like, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just get, know, to, I don't get know. to it. Get to what, is she get with the leaving or is she not leaving? Right. Like, exactly. Which we've come to find out that they, they agreed privately a while back to separate, but they, you know, the public, but. Right. That in. <laughs> season or episode 14 i think anyway yeah so this year she said she had called him and said happy anniversary because he never called or texted her so she said hey would you like to go out on you know a drive or to dinner and his response was i'm watching the kids let me check with robin and then (laughs) he was just buying time here to robin what should i do what should i do mary's calling (laughs) and of course robin's like go go right and cody says in his interview when mary called me and asked me if we were going to do anything for our for her dot 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 our anniversary (laughs) i just said i'm watching the kids and i needed a minute to think and a reason to be able to say no in the event i thought it was the right thing to do um okay he's having slip-ups even in his you know interviews they're not even slip-ups anymore like he's just that's just saying the parts those parts out loud he's not trying to hide them anymore you're right well then he called her back and took her out to dinner i guess he figured that was the right thing to do but we all know it wasn't robin Um, was like you know robin pushed him to do that of course uh and this dinner that they had was not filmed so we hear mary's side of the story which I actually believe her. She said that he made a reference to faking relationships and then kind of pointing back and forth between them to the two of them. So Mary asked, what do you mean? And he's gesturing with his fingers, like faking between us. And she said, she's not, I'm not faking anything is what Mary said. And then he said, I don't know why you bother to call me. And that we're not married. I mean, we aren't living as a married couple. So there's another slip up that you said yep. isn't been a slip up. Yep. So Mary knew he stopped himself from saying we aren't married. So this mother effer mm-hmm. can't break up with her. He has nope. to do everything except actually break up with her. Not he's only like that, he to ghost his own wife. Exactly. And not only that, <laughs> he's like who he lives with. Like, <laughs> <sort of. laughs> it's like the audacity. Uh-huh. what a freaking mm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. what's funny because like i want to call him like a pussy but actual pussies are pretty strong like we yeah. give birth and stuff you know what i mean yeah. like like so, it would be an insult it's to an women. absolute insult to pussies to call exactly i'm he's trying to think of beta male he's just a oh he's an insult he's just like he's just he... As okay, an insult I learned yesterday. Um, he should just drink what's meant. 
was like, uh, dang, that's a subtly violent <laughs> if you think about that. So I feel like he needs like the snip snip. Like, I don't want the risk of him procreating anymore. Like, this no. man should not be able to have more children. Mm-mm. He is anyways. Yeah. <sighs> so then Cody said around him and Mary's 25th anniversary, they did counseling. And that they tried to work it out, but it, they were angry at one another. It wasn't working out. And he believed because of his other wives and through counseling that it was the right thing to do to try to fix the relationship. But he felt like he had to give up. I feel like he didn't express that he had to give up to anyone. He just kind of felt it. And like you said, ghosted Mary. It's just like it. it it feels like you have to fix it, but you're not doing anything to fix it and you don't want to fix it and you but you want her to stay around because you want her income streams. So how do you balance that careful, careful need to your own ego stroking and money, but also having this pesky Mary around that you can want to put in the barn dominium? Like, how do you balance? Right. That? How much income is she really bringing into the family? Whatever she's think? getting for filming. And then her quote side business that it's an insult to business to call that and, yeah. and we'll talk about that as we get into the to to her renovation of the carriage house <laughs> yeah so mary goes on to explain during that tumultuous time or whatever that my word not hers um <laughs> the time <laughs> uh where they were fighting that she asked him to take a break and of course him being the narcissistic piece of shit that he is took that break and ran with it and basically said that she kicked him out yada yada so twisting what she said just to make it fit his narrative because she was like i never kicked him out i never told him i never wanted to be with him i just needed a break and i Um, I and he used that yeah i i believe i mean i believe mary's version of events there definitely she's you know crazy in her own right but um Cody is not reliable in any, I mean, he can't remember a conversation that occurred 20 minutes ago. You know, he contradicts himself in the same episode. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't trust anything that comes out of his mouth as far as recounting the actual version of events that happened. So, yeah, I agree. Mary on this one. So then Mary goes on to say what Cody said off camera. Uh, she said, that he said, I have no desire, Mary, to have a relationship with you. Don't you understand, Mary? This is never going to happen. Your life is one I don't want to insert myself into. Can you like, ouch, ouch, Jesus, this is your white quote wife of 32 years years or whatever. Right. I don't want to insert myself into your life. Okay. First of all, it was our life. Right. (laughs) You removed yourself. And you, okay, that's okay. And she said that was painful. It was the first time she heard him say that. And her response was, but you promised. Yeah. I like my heart. I did. Okay. I had, I did, I I did feel for Mary in that moment. Is that, oh, is your new, is your new, um, did you watch this before you got your heart implant device? I did, but I wasn't really, I mean, I didn't take notes on it. I did, you well, know what I mean? I wasn't well, paying I'm just attention. wondering if your, 
your heart implant gave you some heart that you didn't have before? I don't know. Like, was there, yeah. is it, did it open up? Did it, 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 it inappropriately shock you when Mary, no. when, when you felt pangs for Mary? Like, what is happening? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but funny enough, um, I did go back to work after I had my implant and I shocked every single one of my patients while touching the needles. Gentle shock, like not like painful, but, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm like, you know, electromagnetic now. It is right. I, I will needle, be I like, interested Ow. to see how this is going to translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They didn't even feel it. I felt it when I touched the needle. So taking That's it out, super crazy. But yeah. Um. So Mary, uh, I'm, I'm so glad I'm scheduled to see you next week because me too. I, I miss you. I need. I need. I'm like. I need another tune up. I need tune up in between going, in between these work trips. Hmm. <laughs> And all the other stuff too, all the clearing of, of all the, the, I just, I need a, I need a clearing. I hear you. Good exorcism clearing. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, Well, then we're back to McKelty with Christine and the family. And she's explaining the pregnancy and what her plan for delivery is. And she's saying that the midwives won't deliver the twins. They want a doctor present um, because it's just too high risk. Mm-hmm. and tony was concerned about it as well he did not like the home birth um that they had it was just too much on him mm-hmm. and we find out that mckelty is using dr bean who is the doctor who christine deliver used truly. to deliver truly yeah yeah that was exciting on i don't know for them yeah, i thought i mean it's, it's just it's it's interesting because they you know pull out this this lore quote-unquote lore sorry if a 14 year old girl gamer in the house it's everything <laughs> with her um she so um with with the polygamous families and they explain this right is that like um they're generally scared of hospitals right like they don't want um people coming into their lives they don't want government intrusion because you know the the they're living illegally or whatever you know all these various reasons um, and then they go through and these diff- the different wives, right? And talking about, oh, I had this one at home, this one, you know, in the hospital, whatever works. And I love how Christine here is just like, whatever makes them happy. Like how she's just so like, I like home births. They are not going to have a home birth right now. Like there's no need for right. her to get all her panties in a wad over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like how how she tell how what um, they had told robin first about the twins you know robin was all uh, uh, you know like i guess they told me first <laughs> and christine's like okay there's gonna be some things that's fine that's <laughs> i'm okay with that like right there's the difference anyway um yeah so so this whole thing about not wanting home you know home births versus hospital births and things like that which i thought you know is always interesting um when they i've had a lot of friends who have had home births and well, yeah, you you work in a woo-woo. yeah I mean, they also don't have high obviously like i could never do a home birth and certain people can't because just you know yeah. the risk factors are too high but um everyone that's had it that i know said how amazing it was good for them yeah um, good on them okay my god i couldn't do it but good yeah. for them <laughs> that's why there's choices everybody right little well, bit i was like it was crazy because they were showing the flashback of Christine having Truly in the hospital. And Christine said that she was 38 when she had Truly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been watching this show for so long. 
and I'm 38 now and I'm like oh my god that means I'm gonna be Christine's age and you know 50 I'm like oh my god I'm just like time is going by so fast and I can't believe I'm the same age as Christine when she had truly holy crap yeah but you're also only 38 and I'm 48 or 49 or whatever <laughs> I guess I did this the other day too I was having you're 40 dinner. you're 49 because I thought you were turning 50 remember right like, okay no 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 that's next year 74 October 74 <laughs> 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 I, I can't math so anyway yeah uh yeah yeah I could not imagine no well, we see different flashbacks of all the women giving birth and it kind of it, it got me emotional I must say Aww. we see Robin giving birth to Solomon and Cody's dumbass says he looks like my little boys well like no shit he is your, he little, is boy. your little boy <laughs> you are I, the father you are the father right unfortunately and then we hear Maddie remember Maddie's birth was like traumatic because she was in labor for like two days wasn't she or something crazy I don't remember yeah um but i was like oh my gosh all the 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 families having babies uh babies you you want another one you want another kaya oh no Mm -mm. (laughs) nope uh then we mentioned already about the polygamous culture and the fear and janelle says that she her and christine share different perspectives on the birth because janelle did not grow up in the faith so cody was on all of her kids birth certificates Mm -hmm. and i guess Cody was not on Christine's kids' birth certificates. Well, I don't know if they said that or if they're just implying that because some polygamist families don't put the father on because they don't on the birth certificate because they don't want to get the government involved in whether he's a polygamist and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't remember them saying specifically if if he was or wasn't on Christine's. I think Christine was all the. I mean, so yeah. But uh, but I think that 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 points out the interesting sort of differences, right? Uh, you know, Janelle not raised in the faith, not scared of the you know hospitals and this and that. Oh yeah, I went to the hospital, had a birth. You know, Cody's whatever. Like this is um, versus those who are like raised in the faith. And they talk about this in another episode, which is just a rehash of earlier storylines about their doomsday prepping food mm-hmm. tendencies yep well then we see cody and robin having a family dinner a birthday dinner with truly and isabel because truly is turning 12 and robin's like i miss this and i want all the kids to feel comfortable in the home and like, <laughs> oh my god shut up yeah and then robin making it about herself again says that she truly doesn't have any memories without her and her kids and that's so sweet and cool what who oh, says because, that? Well, because truly is was being born right when Robin was coming into the family. So she yeah. doesn't have truly's just always been a part of the family. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how childbirth works. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what point she was trying to make. Like, uh, I don't know. I just referring back to when she gave Cody like these Photoshop pictures with her kids in the family. <laughs> Real thing that happened. I'll have to find it. Um yeah that, it was in the big framed pictures I, there, yeah there's something i don't know it's in my brain scramble somewhere yeah with turkey and pumpkin pie and all that other stuff that's up there well isabel's there she looks uncomfortable and cody says that she does look uncomfortable most of the time and that the relationship has never been solid well no shit you didn't go to her surgery um and you've never been there for her so yeah 
Your relationship with Cody. Yeah, Do you know what somebody on the internet pointed out? I think I don't remember if you and I talked about it. Everything is a blur the past month, yeah. but um somebody pointed out that Cody and Robin were wearing like Rolex watches. I, have you seen that? They lit I didn't see the Rolex watch one, but I've seen similar things um specifically with reference to their house, right? So Robin mm-hmm. they they own this McMansion, but they also own the property next door. Mm-hmm. It, um so just a huge piece of property and it's not far from the coyote pass land and so it's like no wonder they need all these atvs and four-wheelers and all these yeah you know yep. they have so all that pe- play, place to play which you know so people are like oh they can't pay off the land but they have enough money for atvs rolex watches whatever else it just doesn't make sense right anyways i'm getting a little off track but we digress <laughs> so i noticed too when they're all in the kitchen did you see the big picture of jesus and cody and robin's kitchen <laughs> so i saw <laughs> katrina i'm acting out the pose, the pose that you see the, the the jesus picture you see in every mormon household i was just surprised that it wasn't a picture of like a big ass picture of cody like with like the robes on you know like i'll bow down to me like instead of i bet ai could do that for us oh do you have like any i don't i don't know but i have teenagers i have teenagers downstairs they might be able to help me that's good yeah oh oh my gosh that's funny so um cody starts talking about the failures in the polygamous marriages and i thought for a second that he was gonna man up and own up to something because he was like you always do this you always do this i give him the benefit of the doubt every single time and he's like i wonder if some of the failures were due to the family dynamics and maybe you know if we would have had if they would have grown up in different homes and been more like cousins instead of siblings things would have been different so it's like, well, that took a turn. <laughs> like the, not my fault. I was hoping. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And did you remember the flashback too? We hear the wives saying their family's mission statement, which I've never heard a family have a mission statement. Before, oh my god, that was so funny. That flashback. So yeah, they flash back to the the time when they were in Flagstaff or Vegas or wherever, and they had this recommitment ceremony and, and all this stupid bullshit stuff. Where they created the family mission statement and like wrote it on bricks or and I don't know it was stupid I think it was I don't know yeah I don't even remember I was just like I don't even remember the scene that's how in insignificant it was to me I guess yeah because yeah. it All was right. that dumb it was that dumb it was like during that seat those seasons where like you know they were trying to get their lives together because it was right after robin came into the family and cody and robin realized they were long lost twin flame soulmates and <laughs> nord started ignoring everybody else in the family and the whole family's like what's wrong with our family and nobody called it like it was right and so they were trying to fix their family speaking yeah. of twin flame soulmates great documentary we yeah. should probably discuss that Oh That's my god, point. we have so much more recording to do on that, on so many more. We'll we'll tease all that. And uh, there's a Black Friday special for HBO Max, so or whatever Max, it's not HBO anymore. Um, two ninety nine a month with ads for six months. So I I bought it. So yeah, nice. That's where all uh, the, the this stuff is, Sister Wife. Mm-hmm. So robin asks isabel if she's going to church with Maddie and Caleb. She said she went once, and then Cody says that. I could see why she didn't want to go. I'd be embarrassed. Like, you know, she's probably embarrassed to show her head at church because of the struggles uh, and shame his family has. And so he also says that 
him, Robin, and the kids have not gone to church in Flagstaff. Yeah. Which, they, have, they, they, they haven't been religious since freaking Utah. They worship Cody. Yeah. He's the head of the house. And when they stopped when they stopped worshiping him, he, you know, decided to go with the one who does. Oh, I he like lost this. his followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we see a flashback of Robin talking about purity for your husband. And I got nauseous and then I didn't even type anymore. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, purity uh, for your husband. Yeah. They all have the purity rings and and ugh. Mm -hmm. okay. producers asked Cody if he's heard from Maddie and he said he doesn't know what happened but during the breakup with Christine Maddie quit reaching out to him to he which didn't know what happened oh right. Cody I don't know what happened to my adult children who don't like me right and Chanel was like she stopped calling Cody because of his behavior and that Maddie has to consider her children and what they perceive as like a good grandfather I'm like ouch okay yep speaking truths uh, what, what kind of relationship she wants to have in her kids lives yep mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh -huh. So wait nope oh, sorry go ahead yeah so then we see janelle describing the date that her and cody had for her birthday and um but that she hadn't gone out with him since then that was about a month ago and she said she doesn't think he thinks about her and the elusive Mariposa reservation. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been able to get another reservation since. Exactly. <laughs> and Janelle said that there's no connection between them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like interesting. Yeah. Uh let's see. <laughs> okay, so we see Gabriel and uh Janelle planting stuff in the garden and yeah we find out gwen's not moving into gabe's house anymore Heartened up yeah exactly <laughs> she's like no nah, i don't think this is the place that i want to live <laughs> right and uh then cody starts talking about gabriel and the relationship and he said that he told the boys when you graduate high school the relationship shifts and i'm like okay like I get that, but at the same time, like that doesn't mean you just stop talking to them. Yeah, disown your adult children. Like I, I rant about this every single fucking time, especially right now when it's Thanksgiving and my adult child is home. I think children, because his girlfriend's like part of our family too. Mm -hmm. You know, our, the adult children are home. Like, and guess what? <laughs> like, I talk to them and I ask them questions and I engage with them because I care about them and I love them and I want to know what's going on in their lives. Of course. And Janelle says, ask me about my life. Okay. Oh. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> you know, it's not about me. <laughs> yeah. Not Your unconditional you. love will yeah, oh, transcend okay. anything. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Janelle says, Cody says he's getting exactly what he puts into the relationship, which is obviously zero. Right. <laughs> and right. Janelle says, the uh, which I thought was interesting, Janelle said the last time she had talked to Mary or Robin was that crazy porch conversation almost a year ago. <laughs> and they flash back to that. And I was like, I, I it still irks me with the way Cody was screaming at Janelle for no reason. No, And then she walks off. And that was the first time we had ever seen her like 
just walk off. And then, of course, later on, she says, fuck you to him, which was great. But um, <laughs> we see the real Janelle coming out. <laughs> it's good to see, you know, her progressing and just changing and standing up for herself. And Janelle describes the dynamics between Robin and her. And they said that throughout the years, her and Robin were good team players, but they never connected on a friend level. Her kids were younger than hers and Robin is 10 years younger than Janelle. And that Mary, what was that? Different life points. Right. And that Mary and her just always had personality differences. So she never sought her out. AKA Mary's bitch. (laughs) Mary? She's is a, a huge bitch she's just her personality is just like she has moments of not being bitchy but i think her baseline is just a bitch and you know what really interests or just intrigues me is that if you're gonna act like that on camera if that's your best behavior mm-hmm. when you've got a camera crew around what are you like when people aren't around uh-huh so you know about cody too right i mean cody had to put on a good facade for a long time though sort of like the first couple seasons, he was able to really like be happy and and then of course yeah. it all came out. Yeah. But Mary was just a bitch from the beginning. Like just not yeah, a nice person. Always a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Janelle says she still has family with Christine and they're still interacting. Uh, interacting. So obviously her and Christine are friends and whatever. Uh, and then she goes on to talk about her dreams of paying off Coyote Pass and putting in a greenhouse and yada yada. So then we see truly wanting a bike for her birthday and her disastrous attempt to try to ride it four years earlier with Cody. Cody uh, so, her. Yeah. Yeah. He said, there's no crying in baseball and truly's crying saying this isn't baseball. I'm not laughing at truly no, in that interaction. Yeah. I'm laughing at but the fact Cody, that Cody's such a fucking idiot. Inability to read his children. Like he doesn't, you know, I get it. Like we all, I mean, yeah. We're not, we're not, no, no one's a perfect parent and how this stuff is handled, but I feel like, I mean, I don't know, just, it's just indicative of Cody trying to force his way on her and her not buying into it. She was like, no, I'm not going to learn this way. Mm-hmm. I think that was the bigger takeaway for me on it. It's not a parenting knock on anything about about it but it's just like he, him and he talks about this in a later episode, trying to fit square pegs and round holes or whatever. Right. Right. And, you know, at least truly was like surrounded by family and support. And Christine said that this is the support system she has in Utah. And that's what she wanted for her. She wouldn't have that in Flagstaff. She's in Utah with all of her kids, some of her kids nearby and the grandkids, like everybody's, you know, Tony McKelty are like 20 minutes away. Like she's got everybody. And then like Mitch and Aspen. And I guess Mitch is the truly whisper when it comes to the bike riding right mm-hmm. like and just like her being able to have all of that around her that's what she wanted and she got she's getting it girl mm-hmm. fucking went after it and she's got it you know right right well then we see mary again said a saying that early on she had doubts when she married cody and it sounded to me more like a fear of abandonment because she kept asking Cody, like, will you always love me? Yada, yada, yada. And they were young, right? They were really young. Yeah. And he promised her, I'll always love you. I'll always be there for you. So she interpreted that as, well, the commitment actually means something. Yeah. And then later on, this we eternity, find out. This eternity commitment or whatever. Right. We find out when the cameras are off that Mary said Cody told her I never loved you and I was trying to affirm it 
But Mary goes on to say anyone who saw their relationship years ago would say that's a bunch of crap and that he's just justifying how he feels now. But I think it goes back to what you mentioned about he probably did love Mary, but he didn't really know what love was until he mm-hmm. met Robin. Right. Right. Like his version of love. And 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 they show this with the other wives, like Janelle and Christine being like, yeah, like the relationship and love that he had with Mary is part of what, what our attraction was. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you don't go, you don't you don't want to join a family where the guy's not taking care of his, his, you know, his wives and that they very clearly were in love. Right. But definitely. But yeah, as we started, you know, hypothesizing a couple seasons ago that like, no, when he met Robin, you know, that was, that was his, it. That was, you know, he loved Robin in a way that he didn't love the other ones. And now it's like his eyes were open like, oh, OK. And that's mm-hmm. when everything changed. And the, the Christine and Janelle realized that they're very clear about that. They're like, yeah, something changed there. And he found his person and that's it, you know, definitely. And uh, Cody goes on to then tell Mary she can stick around and she can come visit Robin and the kids if she wants to do that. If she wants. Yeah. Wow. That sounds so exciting. So inviting. Wouldn't you want to go do that? Yeah. (laughs) And what really pisses me off is Mary asks Cody, why can't we discuss this and be open and honest about our story? To which he replies, I don't want to do that. I already have so much criticism. Let's just keep this between us. And that pissed me off. But then Mary sat there during her interview and said, this is my story too. And I have the right to tell my story. Yeah. I was like, amen, finally, or whatever. Well, yeah, we we get there. We get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't gotten there yet. I don't think you've gotten to see episodes of 13 and 14. You're going to go do that. after. I did see them, but I haven't taken Uh, notes on them. So it's just kind of like, you know, got it. in passing when I was in between bathroom breaks. (laughs) So Mary says, I have two options, continue to live like I've been living or I can terminate it. And I have no idea what I'm going to do about it. I'm like, he's pretty much told you what you need to do about it. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of the episode. And we're going to take a quick break, come back with uh, episode 12. No, 13. No, 12. 12. 12. <laughs> All righty. And now we're on episode 12. What's what's this episode? Can't see the forest, which makes me laugh because we'll, we'll come to find out the Mary trees. and her bitchy self, right? Uh, it's too much. I love the trees. The sun's in the, the sun's making it dark in I the house. I want the pond. I want the mountains. I want to be in the trees. I want the bar. I, wa- I don't want the sliding glass door. I want this. I, I do have that. to appreciate this episode for the flashback to the Vegas scenes where she wanted, she had, because she didn't want that goddamn sliding glass door in order to get the French doors, she had to get the wet bar and the, the, she had to get all these other additions too, which she didn't need more bedrooms. She just wanted all this other big fancy, all the wives get equal shit. Right. Such a good flashback. Remember? Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Well, the episode starts off with Christine having a 1950s themed birthday for her 50th birthday. So fun. Yeah. They had a food truck and soda and milkshakes. They all were dressed up looking absolutely adorable. So fun. I would totally be. Let's plan this for my 50th birthday. Yeah. Do you want to? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Um, okay. well, you have to plan you... it because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so good at that thing. That thing. Uh, did you see Janelle's sister though? 
Which one was Janelle's sister? The one who looked exactly like Janelle, <laughs> just like smaller. I was oh. like, oh my God. At first I like did a double take. I didn't have my glasses on when I was watching this. And I was like, was that Janelle? Did she lose weight? And I'm not like saying she's like fat or anything. I'm just saying like, yeah. I had to do a double take. And then I right. looked, I was like, oh my God, that is Janelle's sister. And she looks exactly like her. And then I looked it up on social media and literally you have to look it up. They look like twins. Oh, wow. Okay. It's crazy. But anyways, everyone was dressed up so adorable mm -hmm. and christine says that she's been single and that she's dating a bit which we all know what happens with that but yeah yeah she's married uh, <laughs> yeah janelle says cody wasn't able to give christine companionship and a partnership and when they're talking about dating um then christine's talking about uh with mckelty about the twins and and with production she's saying that McKelty is having uh, fraternal twins. They're not identical. Right. That they're going to have three kids under the age of two. And that's when Tony goes on to talk about, well, the doctor said you shouldn't be. Oh, this is the. Yeah. 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 You're pregnant when you're breastfeeding. I don't think that's what the doctor actually said, but <sighs> if that's Tony's interpretation and retelling of the situation. Yeah. yeah. And then the doctor said, how did you manage to do that? And Tony was like, we just had sex. And Christine said, way to go, guys. Way to excel. I'm like, awkward conversation with your mom, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can say, like, having a child that's having sexual relations, like, you know, as an adult child, like, once I got past the initial, like, okay, my child is, um, you know, becoming an adult and going to be having sexual relations. Like, once I got past that part, it was like, okay, it's fine. Like, yeah, like there's a shift that happens and it's like, yeah, I know my, you know, I know my kids having sex. Like, it's fine. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. I've always been open with my parents to a degree for sure. <laughs> um, And we talk about the twins again and, you know, Cody has twin nieces and Christine's dad has brothers that are twins. So Cody not only didn't know about Christine's Dog. dad's brothers being twins or he remember know about his own kids, much less <laughs> the extended family. Much less to the wives he doesn't care about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to the families of the wives he doesn't care about. Right. I.e. anyone not named Robin. <laughs> yeah. And McKelsey reveals that she told Cody and Robin first because she needed help. And Robin had a lot of morning sickness and her mom didn't. Um, and that's when we already mentioned right. Robin said, I feel honored that she Whoa. felt safe. She and... felt safe enough to tell me. Robin, it's not about you. Okay. I know. It's not what McKelty needed. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you want to take that as some kind of honor on you, like I get parental pride type of thing, you know, everybody loved the turkey I made yesterday. Okay, great. There's mm -hmm. pride in that, you know, nurture a relationship with McKelty enough that she wants to come to you for advice on things. That's great. That's great that she has that with you. It's not about you, Robin. It's about McKelty. And I feel like the responses between Robin and Christine were just so different because when I guess production asked Christine how she felt producers about, you know, McKelty right. telling Robin and Cody first, she said there are things that she's going to tell them first and that's okay. It doesn't matter how she feels about Robin and Cody that they'll always, she'll always have a relationship with them. And I just feel like it was so classy and just like above everything. She said it was about her. It's about McKelty, you know? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, the guests are arriving. We see Christine's mom. Um, and it just, everyone looks like they're having a blast. Yeah, so much fun. So, 
Yeah. Then this deep conversation happens where Christine was talking about polygamy being decriminalized in Utah and how she wanted to move back home. And maybe things would have been a little bit different had that happened. Cody said it wouldn't have made a difference on where they live, on what happened between the family. And Robin said that maybe if they did or didn't move, if they, you know, she wonders if they would still be together. But Janelle said Cody's preference for Robin became more noticeable and she thinks it wouldn't matter where they had lived. So I I agree with Janelle. 100% agree with Janelle on this. Janelle, and she does this through all these episodes. She just, she has this way of like boiling it all, all of the Cody, whatever stuff down to like these very concise sound bites that are just so articulate as hell. And it's like, yes, girl. Yes. That makes, that's it. You summed it all up. Mm-hmm. McKelty announces to everyone that she is pregnant with twins and Janelle starts crying. And I was like, Oh, I don't think I've ever seen Janelle cry on the show. Maybe I haven't. I don't remember. Yeah. But I thought that was really special. Joy, yeah. It shows then, you how close they all are. They I know. They will continue to be. Yeah. And McKelty says Janelle is going to be a grandmother, just like her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christine mentions why some people weren't invited to her 50th birthday because it wasn't a place for a reunion. I'm like, mm-hmm. no okay. shit. Mary, Robin. <laughs> Robin, Mary, <laughs> Cody. Right. Um, Robin's kids because Robin's always trying to use her kids to make it oh the kids should be there with their cousins no you didn't get invited because you're a bitch (laughs) (sighs) yeah so Janelle said it was an easy party to go to no politics no one was late everyone got along it was just easy nice and easy that's Mm -hmm. how you know yep and then we're back to good old Mary talking about her clothing business. Oh, God. And how she said when she told Cody he didn't care. No. I'm like, no shit. Uh, her friend Blair came over to show her plans for the carriage house renovation. And he's an interior designer that she met online four or five years ago. Uh, so um, yeah. this is this is where I insert my like, okay, so. The fact that Mary is renovating this carriage house and she's getting to do this design and she's doing it her own way and all this stuff. And then like, it's for her clothing business. Like conceptually, I love this idea, right? Like she gets to like do this all thing. But the underlying thing that you can't get away from the elephant in the room is that it's her fucking LuLaRoe, which is not a goddamn business. It's a fucking (laughs) cult. Okay. LuLaRoe is a fucking cult and it's a multi-level marketing admitted none of it it's designed to suck you from like separate you from your money nobody succeeds it's a a whole thing go listen to Roberta Blevins life after MLM swear to god is so good on this on especially on this topic um she was a former LuLaRoe rep herself so yeah Katrina, I my memory is so terrible. Did we do an episode yes. on we did do an episode on one of the documentaries? I couldn't remember if we were actually did an episode on it or we were talking about doing an episode on it. We did. We did a series of episodes on the LuLaRoe documentary. Oh my god, that's how bad my one, memory is. So the, the one on one on's on Amazon and one was on Discovery, right? And and we had a show with with Roberta and um oh god, I'm blanking on her name. Decades rock and pop is her is her her handle but um she was in one oh, wait was this before me no he's just like i think right when you came on i think i don't remember i don't remember if you were on it oh anyway we did a series of them <laughs> they, they, it was anyway yeah. go listen to her life after mlm because 
LuLaRoe is not a business. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. And if Jerry was doing this with an actual legitimate business, I'd be much happier. But they all, and she sells that. And then for all that I love, Christine and Janelle, they also sell MLM stuff. So it drives me crazy because it's not real. Anyway. Well, on. I'm just having flashbacks of Mary on her Instagram lives like kicking people off like well now you're people for asking prices on her ugly clothes and she's just like so mean i'm like how is this woman selling anything and she's just like yelling at people asking questions oh yeah, yeah. somebody has to find that that there it's like a tiktok or something yeah yeah well mary said she has to be careful about meeting people online after being catfished but that the story <gasps> was, was catfished what right the story was blown out of proportion and she has a hard time talking about it but she knows her truth um yeah so one of the uh, prerequisites of her doing business with anyone is having a video chat with them and i'm like that should be anyone's pre i mean i feel like you should establish some sort of relationship if you're gonna anyways whatever there's a reason Uh, why catfish is still a tv show though because people still (laughs) exactly so we see the little carriage house and Mary saying, I'm going to keep wanting to call it an outhouse. Just call it, just call what it is, an outhouse. An outhouse. Mary said her business is mostly online, but she wants to bring people over. So she needs a fitting room. So her friend Jen arrives and, you know, whatever. Robin says she knows Jen from Vegas and that she wishes, I wish my and Mary's relationship could be more light, like her, like her and Jen's. I'm not jealous, but I just want more too. Well, then okay. don't be such a bitch, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. So uh that's about that end of that scene. And then we see Janelle's new apartment. Love it. Yeah, then Cody wants to come over and see it. Uh, and Janelle says again, if he wanted to get back with her, if he was dying to get back with her, he would have called a counselor, he would have communicated better. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which Cody says, uh, you know, in his interview, I've been trying to communicate and no, maybe I'm being shy because she keeps saying she doesn't want to reconcile. Or maybe I'm being the way I am because I'm kind of happy about her not wanting to reconcile. And well, I personally think it's the latter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Jody says Cody is making an effort with Savannah. Thank God, Cody, you're doing something in the right direction. Fine, I guess. <laughs> I know, right? Um Cody's just so weird. Like, he's like, Savannah, do you like this better than the last place? Do you like it better than the RV? Motherfucker, she's got two bathrooms with, like, a, what is it, 1,200-foot, square-foot space? Like, of course she likes it better than the RV, you dumbass. Oh, your mic's off. Your mic's off. There were some good um, editing cut scenes here the editors are doing a remarkable job um <laughs> which, oh, which i'm living for um i just don't feel like i'm uh welcome here yep <laughs> the way that cut together i love you i love you editors he's like oh uh, yeah why do i care about a deep sink it's not like i'm gonna do the dishes in them <laughs> oh you could have just ended that sentence with do the dishes because you're not going to do them anywhere you're not going to do the dishes no matter where you're at right like right you know uh you're not I, washing dishes over at robin's house you know it's probably what the nanny's doing exactly and i feel like cody is just so cynical and anytime he talks about the women and he's like 
maybe this was just a test to come over and hang pictures because I guess she asked him to hang his pictures. He's like, I've been married to four women. Everything is a test. Pick me, pick me, do something for me. Yeah, that's what plural marriage can feel like sometimes. Well, if you're not giving the other wives attention because you're spending all your time with one of them, of course there's going to be a pick me vibe or, um, you know, like, also, hello, give me attention. Like you're in a, yeah, you're in love. You're in a partnership. You should want to be, you know, pick your partner to pick you every day. That's the whole point of a partnership, right? Like, yes. Like, and if you're choosing to be married to multiple women, you have to be prepared to give that to all of them. It's some kind of test to see who I... No, it's not a test. If you view some shit in your relationship as a test, y'all, that that, that is a red flag. I think he's projecting. Oh, like he's, pro- you know... 100% projecting. Oh, God. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why she's showing me the apartment other than, well, our daughter lives there. Like, yeah. And her comment, Janelle's comment, oh, and it's dog friendly. Yeah. <laughs> the unsaid is you are not dog friendly <laughs> because she gets to have the dogs there and the dogs in bed and he doesn't like the dogs and you know yeah. dogs and... well then we're back to the scene with the outhouse and uh mary <laughs> blair and jen mary saying she doesn't like white jen saying she wants pink sparkle and mary and during her interview was like oh my god i hate pink but then i'm wearing oh wait i'm wearing a pink shirt during this interview is this when she goes on a rampage about the circles circles are dumb they're so stupid circles are dumb no more wiring (laughs) legit crazy with that circles are dumb i get that we live on an earth okay that's not a circle it's a sphere but whatever um mary you're dumb (laughs) if someone ever if one of my friends ever talked to me like that i would not put up with that i just i think she's so disrespectful she's a bitch yes do you notice all like all uh, all the friends that we've seen her meet have been online and not like real life friends whereas like christine i mean christine never's like these are my friends i met online like i feel like mary's like oh yeah i met this person which is fine like to eat you know it's fine but i'm like yeah i mean i just wonder if covid and blah 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 but she remember she met the catfish right right well yeah the the catfish was the whole part of the issue was that they were pretending to be a male it was actually a woman right so that's she's so embarrassed Ah." yeah which i really like to think in my imaginary universe that mary and jen and jen's husband are all boning together at night but (laughs) maybe it'll come out and you'll we be see, right we see mary in in these next couple of episodes 13 and 14 we see her glowing and happy in a way that when she's with them that we don't see ever see in flagstaff and you know so i like to pretend that she's because she's getting lighting but you know yeah could be <laughs> at least she admits to being a control freak she has one thing she admits to yeah and then uh, we, when we get the flashback right to the to their moving into the vegas houses or whatever and she's like but i will not have a sliding glass door therefore because i remember that whole scene right that was a big part of i remember her going off yeah because she just because she didn't want a sliding glass door in order to get the package that had the french door she also had to get this extra bump out and this and this and it added this huge amount on which i mean gift if you want to get what you want get what you want got you know but it seemed excessive for just like that like yeah you know like really do you have the money to be spending on that or can you deal with a sliding glass door 
do you you know what I mean like right. like let's compare and cost ratio and and benefit analysis here but whatever mm-hmm. yep well we then see Janelle talking about how she has house plans drawn up for a 1200 foot square foot uh house on Coyote Pass that she eventually wants to build and the, the apartment is actually bigger than that yeah, yeah her little casita yeah and uh Janelle and Cody's has his opinions about it and she Janelle doesn't understand why he's using terms like we because he's not putting any money towards it and Cody makes a point of why would you build a 1200 square foot house on two acres like what's the point but I just have opinions and Janelle says we still have to pay off the land I mean it doesn't really like can't do anything until we have the land right right and they and, have to pay it off this year or they lose it yeah and uh, janelle says that she still is considering building on the land even though you know she's not really with cody anymore yeah. um and that the, she could always put up a really high fence so she won't have to interact with them which is an interesting point to me because it's like i guess in my head i just assumed she was going to do what christine did right which is sort of just like do this horse trade and get out of the property altogether her share oh i gotta sneeze bless you thank you um that that um yeah that she was going to somehow get her equity out and and not participate if she's getting out of the family why would she still be there she you know to get her equity and leave but she's this is the conversation where she's like it, it there's contemplated this she's going to leave the family but not get out her equity out of the the land which is interesting mm-hmm. considering some of the considering the very anger inducing episode episode 14 that we're going to get to with the divvying up of the land property yeah. <laughs> yep Hi. um an interesting conversation happens about well when cody janelle and uh savannah are all in the kitchen they kind of like stand there in silence in awkward silence and Cody says that he doesn't really have anything to talk to them about because his whole life is consumed by Robin and their kids. And he doesn't ever want to talk about another wife and family with whoever, whatever wife he's with. Um, but because Robin and her kids consume his life, that he just doesn't have anything else to talk about. And I'm like, you piece of shit. Don't you want to, I don't know, ask them how they're doing or I don't know. I call shenanigans on all of this, by the way, because 100%. Um, there's no, there's no way on God's green earth that when Cody's hanging out with Christine, he's not mentioning Janelle's kids or, you know, in, in, in the past. Definitely. There's absolutely no way on God's green earth that that doesn't happen. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, sure. I I wouldn't think Cody's going to go to Christine and be like, Hey, I just boned Janelle last night. My friends with benefits <laughs> and it was really fucking good. Like I got to be on top and missionary style and I even turned the lights on. Like, I don't know. Like, Right. <laughs> um the robin in the sex swing i in the red leather couches or something oh god i i don't know um that that's gonna be happening but but i suspect that there's at least talking of other families right and so now he's saying like oh i don't have anything in common with my kid well yeah that shows the indication of how awful you are because Mm -hmm. you have no relationship with them ask them questions do you want to learn about their life i'm at you know it's been how thanksgiving yesterday grilling the kids about what their daily lives are like right like, you like, want to know 
my kids telling me down to the well around I get up at 4:50 in the morning, you know, and from 4:50 to five o'clock, I, you know, was get ready more. Like he's telling me down to the the minutes basically how his day is structured. I want to hear all of it. Yeah. Absolutely, because you love him and you care about him and, and you want to know what goes on. Life in college as a you know, cadet and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah Yep. Uh, Janelle goes on to say Cody has never come to her and said I love you and miss you I want to get back together but instead he has come to her and makes comments about like why don't you want to get the family back together and he says those things because he wants his life to run smoother mm-hmm. it's all about him yep if, if, like, if the wives if these pesky wives would have just cooperated and come to his house him and Robin's house and just cooperated with that plan and things would be so much easier for cody mm-hmm. he's like i'm gonna ask her again next week if we might be able to reconcile uh, maybe i should get more serious about it are you like are you stupid like i'm it's on your to-do list to ask your wife to reconcile next week what <laughs> if you loved and cared for somebody that would be a priority it's not period yeah, yeah. no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and janelle sees right through it she she knows she knows well then we get to the tree scene so mary is driving to her b&b because big trees are being taken down uh that have to be taken down and yeah the root structures are threatening the foundation of the house yeah and then mary goes on to tell the same story we just talked about in the last episode about their anniversary but she's saying a few things different but same thing stretching the conversation out (laughs) right and cody um mary reveals that cody says I don't want to go back to what we were. And Mary's response was, I don't want to go back to what we were. I want to move forward. You and I are different people. We don't even know who each other are. To which he responded with, I don't want to. And your life is not one I want to insert my life into. So we do learn more about what exactly was said per mm-hmm. Mary. Get a we little don't actually bit see this, right? Uh, um, but like, she's so Delulu that, that like, he's literally telling you, I don't want to go back to what we were. I don't I want, want you. Any- I don't want to be in your life. I don't want anything to do with you except for I want your money. So let's <laughs> and just she's pretending. She in desperation is like, well, yeah, I know. Me neither. Let's let's we're different people. Like, oh my God, Mary. I know. She's so Delulu. Um, and then we see a different perspective. We see Christine talking about Mary and Cody's marriage and saying that they were the it couple. And he was so charming and sweet with her. And she said that's why she wanted to be with him. Like she saw how he was with with his wives right right and janelle said that if you wanted to get into a relationship like a polygamous relationship you always look to see how the husband treated their wives duh that makes sense right like um but obviously things changed and mary doesn't know if she wants to stick around and live life like how she's been living it or terminate it and he's made Do it I very want to clear spend eternity with somebody who doesn't want me right she's like he's made it clear there's no hope so screw him he's not worth it and that was like the end of the episode so yeah yeah well nothing really like super new just the same circles of stuff there's a lot of filler i think to drag it out but the next two are kind of there's some stuff come there is some substance coming up so um we're going to get this episode out to you and then we'll be back and we'll cover the next couple episodes we also have all of these other documentary stuff planned um, with our religious expert, Rebecca. 
Dr. Becca um, is going to come on. We've been watching all of these awesome, amazing cult documentaries um, with the religious cult bent. And I'm so excited to talk about all that. So we're going to get those out to you as well. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.